Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Richard Little. Welcome, Richard. Hi there, Amy. I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on the show. And what is it you'd like to share with us today? I guess a, a little bit of, uh, of, of where, uh, why I've got to where I am now, I suppose. Um, obviously, with a focus on, on the why and uh, a, a little bit as ever anybody ever listens to me speak as sort of I'm, I'm much more cautious than a lot of other people but I haven't all, always been that way so a little bit of that might come out a bit of recklessness maybe and from the past possibly oh that sounds exciting so caution and <laughs> recklessness <laughs> where do we start <laughs> uh, well it's not at the very beginning I guess I suppose yeah um or, or or maybe not maybe we start where we are now and then work backwards I don't know I think you know, from, from, from where we are now, um, people will know me as my name, but we're also uh, a Property Developers Academy, which used to be in training, isn't in training anymore. It still exists. Uh, we do free stuff out there now. So education for, for, for free, really. Your Land Partners, probably one of our brands that we work mostly or I work mostly on, which is pretty much what it says on the tin, working with landowners, sometimes developers, to sort of you know maximize maximize the margins really you know uh, maximize the returns and minimize the hassle uh, that's where we generally focus or much of my uh, work day is is focused so maximize the returns and minimize the risks i guess mm. <laughs> the hassle and the risks not just risk it's hassle as well that people don't realize how much is involved so we're in the development property development space and been in it for generations i'm second generation so we, we have i have personal experience some stuff from you know from the 60s anyway late 60s um you know when i was a kid and you know used to sort of get dragged around and oh, we're building this and we're building that it was of no real interest to me at the time i recall you know but it's it i think development was basically in in the dna so we've now got some Brins third generation. Uh, we've also got other members of the family involved in, in, in the businesses in different ways. Uh, fourth generation at the moment, they're only investors, but uh, you know, no doubt they will take on the take on whatever it is we leave behind for them to take take over. And and why is it important for you to have the the legacy of passing the property down generation? Uh, it's been really interesting because it's only really over the last five or six years where I've started looking at the why and and and, and values and stuff like that. And and why is it important? I, I suppose it's so. It, it's I was given um, the luxury of, of choice. I suppose uh, I didn't realise it at the time because when you when you're a teenager, you always think you know everything's terrible and your parents are against you and all that sort of stuff but when you're looking back I was fortunate enough we had you know that they'd, they'd, they'd given me the best of their knowledge and education in terms of investments and stuff we had shares and different things like that. I had shares and unit trusts and stuff like that didn't really value them at the time so they passed on my parents passed on an element of you know why money's important I suppose and what money can do for you and I think 
because I was the second generation. Uh, it, it just, just, it just happened. I, I don't think there was a plan. I'll be honest. I don't think I ever sat down and say it's only in the last five or six years when I've had more time to sit back and reflect. I think, oh yeah, maybe that's why I did that. Um, but it's retrospective wise, I suppose. Absolutely, and and a lot of people don't look at why they're doing what they're doing. They they can sort of completely exist um, and they're not necessarily sort of living with purpose but and that's not a problem it's it's sort of horses for courses but it just seems to be that you have got a, a well-engineered business which does seem to be designed to to have been set up as a legacy uh, albeit whether it was by accident or not but you've been able to then pass that down and continue with it yeah, I suppose so. Because I mean, you know, as as a business, it's it's more a collection of businesses and partnerships. A lot of the stuff we've done and still continue to do is off air. Um, but we're not necessarily buy into you know the brand and all that sort of stuff that people do. Um, because in 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 our world now, anyway, development stuff. You know, you have to set up a new company pretty much for every development, and and you know, so there's quite a churn of 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 interest, shall we say. In, in terms of how you structured your businesses and what you're working on now, how much focus is there on the present versus the future? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so there is a lot of focus on 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 the present and the future. So we are quite strategic, and as as property developers and anybody in this space understands, projects take a long time to deliver, often many many years. So yeah, you know, and, and they you have to be strategic about it. But equally, we have to pay the bills now. Um, so we also have to look at the now. And I think for me, as uh, the the children, the next generation start coming through, uh, over a period of time, you start listening to what their wants are, what their whys are. So almost uh, from my point of view, I end up borrowing their why. And, and, and I think that then becomes my why. Uh, because it's it, when you reach a certain point, you know, where from a, you know, from a health, wealth and wisdom sort of angle, you, you're reasonably well balanced, a little bit up, a little bit down. You know, it's it sometimes easy not to have, uh, it's easy to lose the drive and the ambition. So I think for me, you know, the way that the businesses are going is whilst the kids want to do certain things, then I have to listen as hard as that is. Uh, it's very much a transition thing. You know, you don't just hand the reins over to somebody you know, oh, there it is. I finish on Friday. I retire, and on Monday you take over. It's 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 for me. The transition starts at the time they get into the business. The transition starts at that point. Then, you know, and we're all we're all we're all transitioning together. Uh, and because as the businesses you know grow in different directions, you know, different business names, etc., um, different partnerships, different uh, you know limited companies, different collaborations. So I I listen a lot more to to probably the kids than they think I do. And how much of a decision was it for you to to go into the business at the start? Did you actually want to go or was it more of a sort of gentle push? Um, I, th th there was a resistance. I I, uh, I I didn't really want to join the family, you know, in, in the construction and development space. Uh, we didn't used to call it development, but we used to call it construction or house builders, really. But uh, the, the names evolved much fancier now to call yourself property developer. Uh, and other than amongst people that have been doing it a long time. And we think it's quite funny when people call themselves property developers. But anyway. uh, so, yeah, so no, I, 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 I resisted it as did 
Bryn, as when he come when he, he come along, he sort of resisted it as well for for a while. I wanted to join the navy. In fact, um, did get accepted for the navy. Uh, I was wouldn't look wouldn't uh, think of it to look at me now, but I would be one of those people dangling on the end of the rope for the air sea rescue stuff. That was I was a naval seaman. That's what I joined as. Uh, but it took so long, and like most things, eh, it took too too long for me. So I found something else to do by then. So you know, so if it took me a couple of years before from leaving school to actually then relent and join the family business because actually that was easier. Um, you know, so again, a privilege really. You know, I was able to fall back on that. So I could play around with doing something else. But actually, if it didn't pan out, I had the, the family to business to sort of, uh, you know, get back into. So did you nurture that love for the sea in other ways at all? Nope. <laughs> oh, shame. Not, not at all. Uh, I don't even really recall why I wanted to join the Navy. I, I, I genuinely don't. One of my daughters went on to join the Navy and served in the Gulf War and various things like that. So uh, I sort of lived it a little bit you know uh through through Precariously, her yeah. yeah exactly exactly so now as i think initially it was uh, I, I don't know whether it's for everybody but you know again in your teens you want to prove yourself you know we don't always realize how fortunate we are and some people certainly aren't fortunate you know and i'm very very fortunate from my background you know not to have some of the pains and, and that, that, that that some people have had to uh, come from uh, come through so for, for me, it was it was really a case of, you know, say being very fortunate that, that uh, I had the choice. And, and that's the big thing for me, you know, all the way through. It's all about choice. And you talked earlier about the decisions that you've made that may have been deemed cautious versus those which were more reckless. How do you discern a difference between those? Uh, the cautious ones are the ones that worked and the reckless ones are the ones that didn't. And and I'm not being flippant there because that's pretty much how I see people label things in their life. You know, things that went wrong, they will look back and say, oh, took the wrong decision. Things that went right, they don't question. They just went right. I mean, from a, from a, say, I, I'm a one trick pony. I am. I don't know anything much more than property development. Uh, so, we, we would always look at, um, from a property development point of view, if, if people um, succeed, they only succeed because the market has been kind. If they fail, they fail because they got something wrong. And that was something that my father always sort of, you know, almost indoctrinated, <laughs> you know, and, and I still maintain that. Now, that, if you really dissect it, that's, that isn't actually true but it's not a bad way to feel so if you succeed and make a few quid you know or a lot a lot of money then don't put it down to your pure genius and everything else and your great team and everything yeah you have to throw them a little bit or something but put it down to the market because actually when you look back over property development projects most only make good money because the market is kind not all fail because the market goes against them that's there's there's a different thing there so why is choice something that you hold very dear to you? Choice, is, is, choice comes from, firstly, privilege. But the value choice comes from what, what you create yourself, in, in, in my view. Um, so uh, change only happens, or happens two ways from my point of view. Um, and this is, this is where the why, the why, what feeds the why. Well, firstly, choice feeds the why because if you've got a choice you can pick and choose your why but 
the first the first why is is, is not actually choice it's need you know, it's, I don't know, back to basics, I suppose, and, and stuff, you know, food and shelter. That's all we really need, you know. But, of course, anything we add above that is choice. So the choice and the why, are they're, they're just linked. You can't take them away. So so, so for me, that's the, the, um, the why is, is about gaining that choice. You know, it's it's actually on what, whatever you need to do to actually create that choice. And 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 choice, as I say, for me, it only comes two ways. It comes from baby steps. So, you know, doing certain things in incremental sort of little bits, and it then allows you to do something. You might it might be money coming in, it might be be something else, or giant leaps. And giant leaps generally are they're the things that we like to think we've engineered and managed a successful project, for instance. But actually, generally, those giant leaps come from other outside forces like recessions or pandemics and stuff like that, where they perhaps force the resourceful person to be even more resourceful. So that's when the giant leaps comes or the opportunities from giant leaps. But the key is, for me, it's, it's, it's people having the choice and making the choice. You know, So the correct choice, as I said before, is, is you know, when things work out, the wrong choice is when they don't. But actually, that's, that's not true either. You know, I've heard a couple of people on various uh, of your podcasts talk about um, the, the the value of getting things wrong. You know, and that's where that's that's sort of my foundation, really. It's actually you know, all of the useful information that I have gathered over the years and experience from property development is every one of it. Every bit of it is from the stuff that went wrong, the stuff where we lost money, etc. I do have gained knowledge and experience from stuff that went right, but it's not as valuable because it's not so painful, possibly. And you talked earlier about the pains, the hassles and the risks that are involved in property. How do you teach people how to <laughs> seek those pains Hassles yeah, and that's, that's possibly part of the reason we no longer teach people, I suppose, and got out of the out of, out of the teaching business because you, it's very difficult to teach that. You have to go through a project to feel that. You can you can borrow other people's experience, and and where we do we do a lot more collaboration and partnerships. So we sort of still teach to an extent, I suppose, but it's structured in a different way, and 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 it's actually living through a project, you know, going through taking somebody through a project because all the best will in the world you, you you can't stand up in front of a screen or or you know on on a zoom call and and and, and issue slides and, and and tell people you can tell them lots of lots of information but that information good and bad doesn't necessarily mean too much uh, until you've actually lived it and if you went through a project and and actually did and you went through every aspect of what could go wrong you would absolutely, you know, stop everybody, you know, and that's another reason our academy probably wasn't that successful is because we 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 couldn't get the the, the amount of bums on seats, if I'm allowed to say that, uh, because we didn't sell the super sexy, you know, and because uh, it isn't. <laughs> but obviously, if you sell it, you know, you, you you get more people interested. So we were much comes back to the caution thing, really. I've always been, you know, 
cautious and, and not realised it. I was so I was sort of very progressive and very get out there and get on with it, very positive, and I still maintain I am. But in the sort of spaces that I've been involved in the last four or five years, in the networking and the property sort of um, uh, education companies and all that, wow, I'm the most cautious person in the room often. I'm amazingly so. And why why do you feel the need to be as vocal as you are? Uh, balance. I think for me, I mean, when when we first started the academy, and that was Bryn's Bryn's sort of baby, as it were. You know, let's do this, and I thought, well, okay, if we can put the right message out. But of course, you know, ultimately, you know, as I say, the message the message doesn't sell. So you then have to become a marketing company, you know, to sell stuff you don't truly believe in. Um, so for me now, it's a bit. I, I suppose to try and disrupt a little bit, to try and give a bit of balance to people. But again, it's the same thing when you put stuff out. Uh, you know, we recently did 100 videos in 100 days. We haven't marketed it. We haven't pushed it. Uh, but we know that not many people will watch it all. But that 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 knowledge on there is worth tens of thousands of pounds that people will pay for education and mentorship and all that sort of stuff. The, the Most people just don't need that. You know, I'm not saying, you know, it's not valuable to some people, but most people just don't need that. So with your 100 videos in 100 days, I mean, that was an incredible series. Is that something that you might turn into a book? Don't know. <laughs> never thought about that. Um, I have a book on the shelf that's got 70,000 words that was never going to get published. Bryn and I, or Bryn wrote a very small book that, that's out there and been published. Yeah, that one, indeed. Uh, that one, um, which is 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 the the sort of the fundamentals. Um, we could turn that into a normal size book, should I say, by padding it out. But I don't know. We, I think there's there's some we. I think the the videos will probably be uh, put together in sections and 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 put out to people or whatever. But I think the coming back to the you know why put it out there and and I, the the challenge we've had and I've spoken to a few people about this and I've heard it a few times is if it's free people don't value it, and that is oh so true. <laughs> apart from a very small number of people that sort of do value it, but those people will always value, you know, they'll always value it anyway, but whether they pay for it or whether it's free. But most people, you know, if you, if, if we charged a thousand pounds for a hundred videos and packaged them up and, and sold them and all that, we probably sell quite a lot. Maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you have to sell, make people pay in order for them to learn. But I think overall our message is too real for people. Um, and that's one of the reasons, again, why I like to put it out, because most people um, that get involved in either investing in or becoming property developers really shouldn't, because they really have no idea what they're getting into. And that there are just so many um, tragic stories, you know, I'm sure you're aware of some of them. And there's a lot more stories that don't get told. Because people at people's agendas, they don't want those stories told. They don't want them out there because obviously that will put off their, their customers. One of the things that I, I probably got where I am now in life is uh, I don't have a, a, a financial agenda that I've got to sell my opinion. You know, as you get old and grumpy, you know, um, not all old and grumpy people, you know, I mean, some of them have got some valuable things to say. I'm not saying I always have, but. Uh, there isn't an agenda and and people say well of course there is and I suppose the only agenda is possibly about yeah if 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 people take what you say and it makes a difference to them then that's your agenda making a difference 
I guess. Absolutely. And and you say that you're sometimes perceived as too real. And I guess, you know, a little honest, straight talking, blunt, whatever people might want to sort of choose to, to hear it. But it, it is important information that you're sort of passing on because it isn't an easy industry to work in. And a lot of people sort of perceive it as a hobby, as a as a sideline to, to get them out of their nine to five initially. And it's not as simple as that. No, absolutely. So, so I sort of say a bit, bit of a flippant thing to sort of say people just shouldn't get involved. But I, I get a lot of stuff on my desk when it's too late. You know, I mean, there are opportunities for us often, you know, project rescue, business rescue, etc. But invariably, there will be investors, particularly and often the developers themselves um, that have lost a lot, you know, lot, not just money. You know, because obviously, you know, money is, is is the thing that people focus on. It's because it's it, you can quantify how much that was, but the stress, the sleepless nights, the health issues that people have. I mean, in in my relatively long time in the industry, I've two people that I know personally that or knew personally that committed suicide um, because of they couldn't take the business stress of of you know one was a big contractor and the other one was a, a de- what we call now a developer you know and and when you when you witness something like that it's it's quite you know it's quite meaningful uh, and and you never forget that and and i don't think people understand the what a sleepless night you know i mean i'm sure everybody gets sleepless nights and one of the questions we used to ask people when we were mentoring educating whatever you want to call it is what keeps you awake at night because I want to find out, you know, really, really early whether they should be doing what they want to do, you know, so get to the know as soon as possible. This is sort of the, you know, one of my sort of mantras, I suppose. Uh, and and it's getting to, um, you know, is this suitable for this person? It's only ever going to be our opinion, I suppose, or my opinion. But, you know, and but we do occasionally get it right. And, and, and uh, I think um, there are too many people. It's too easy for people to get involved. Um, and, and once you're involved in a project, whether it's an investor or as a developer, you, you don't realise what tie that is, you know. And and if if the project goes great, how many projects go great? <laughs> you know, and the, you know, if it goes as per plan, that would be great. Then then yeah, fine. But people still don't realise what's involved there, you know. Um, and so there's yeah. Um, I, I, I think for me, it's more, it's, it's more like a father figure in a sense. It's a father role rather than a father figure. It's to sort of say, look, are you sure you should be doing this, people? You know, are you sure you, you know, are you sure you understand what the risks are? Um, and, and of course, um, they generally don't. And you say you're a father figure. How's it been working with family? I've known nothing else. So, um, and, and some people say you don't understand how you can work with family. Probably should ask the kids that. Um, you know, they they probably find it challenging. Um, I, I guess uh, I, I worked with my father for for many years, uh, decades, uh, and we had used to have a bit of friendly banter. We used to disagree, but out of the disagreement, normally there was never any grudges held or anything like that. It was just you know move on. So, I find it great. Um, but we 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 have a you know we live with an extended family as well so and done that for decades you know um, you know my mother lives here my mother-in-law lives here you know so we're used to family around um you know I wouldn't say um <coughs> we're exceptionally close family but all the five kids live within about three miles and none of them have gone very far yet 
So that's why uh, wife and I used to spend an awful lot of time in Spain. Um, because if they're not going to move, we have to temporary just for our sanity. But you didn't make it this year. <laughs> uh, well, we came back in March. <laughs> <laughs> My wife made it on one of the last flights out, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, fortunately. And we're not going back this winter either. Okay. So how have you found that this year being with the family? <sighs> I, 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 you hear the phrase life changing uh, probably put around a little bit too much but for me it has been life-changing it has really opened we we got on to the point where you know we're, we're not we're not rich we're not poor you know we're okay we we don't have massive you know financial wants other people might see or oh, well you, you know live in spain and all that sort of stuff but it doesn't have to cost a fortune so but again very fortunate to be able to do that and um, so uh, I, I think you just you get onto this thing uh, almost it, it, it's it's like the the hamster wheel where actually and I was enjoying it we were enjoying it uh, and and you know the wife and I spend a certain amount of time together in Spain we also spend our own private time out there as well which is which is you know we always we always find valuable uh, one of the challenges now possibly uh, while while we're not doing that uh, but I think. You know, from from my own point of view, um, the, the changes have come because I was forced into that change, and I'm forced not to travel. You know, and 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 I was whilst you make whilst I was enjoying it, or was I just making the most of it? I don't know. That's the question now. But now, just spending time, um, you know, in captivity, as it were, um, it, it's still got its challenges because we can't do certain things with the grandkids and stuff like that. But actually, just spending time around them, just being. You know, my days are much longer than they used to be. Um, they're they're much fuller. Um, I am more in the moment now. Um, you know, where, whereas before I thought I was in the moment more, but now I definitely am, uh, and and I achieve more. I achieve more by probably doing less. You know, and, and I think it is that hamster wheel thing where you just get on and you just, you know, I've heard people say, not for myself, but I've heard other people say, you know, on the, the, the corporate lifestyle, if you like, is is about that. And, you know, and, and I never really witnessed that, but perhaps I did. Well, perhaps I did experience that. So now it's been life changing because it's now a case of questioning what we're doing moving forward. Uh, and actually valuing the time with the mums, doing simple things like jigsaws. You know, we have a jigsaw. Well, we used to be every day, but that got a little bit too much. So now it's probably two or three times a week. Jigsaw and coffee, you know, and they value it. They're both in their 80s. You know, so what is important, you know, in time with the kids, you know, valuable time using Zoom, you know, with the, with the grandkids and stuff, doing playing games on, on, on Zoom. And, and it's actually very much about being in the moment. So how else do you be in the moment? How would you help people to understand what, what you gain from that? Okay, so I, I, I think from my point of view, one of, one of the big things is, is, is that helps is, is for, for me, is yoga. Um, I mean, I'm not your normal looking yogi, yoga, whatever, whatever the, the term would be. Um, but actually, uh, we're very fortunate that uh, um, daughter-in-law is a yoga teacher. So that's uh, that thing. And she she makes moves that allow for my ampleness, um, you know, and, and it's and it's great. And, and that is that's the the, the core is so it's that I mean, I do other bits of meditation and stuff like that. And it's finding that time every day. 
to do something, whether it be five minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it might be. Um, and to actually just have the ability to stop, you know, and, and, and you know, I mean, I do that from a business point of view as well, but actually from a life point of view, it's actually stop, you know, think of yourself, as I say, if it's only 10 minutes, you know, for any, anybody, everybody's too busy. You know, I'm too busy. We're all too busy. But if you, something is important to you, you will find time to do it. You know, we always manage to wrap the, cres- the, the Christmas presents, you know, by Christmas Day generally. And we normally manage to make the flight. So when it's important and there is that, there is that why, that deadline, then, then we make it. But when it's about ourselves, I think one of the biggest things is, is, is about being kind to yourself. You know, you, you, you are what you are and, and what you do is possibly enough. It's just we punish ourselves somewhat um, and say it isn't. doesn't mean to say you can't strive to do more, um, but what you have done, what you have achieved today is enough. Tomorrow is another day. No, I love that. And and we do often give ourselves a hard time and and say that, you know, we're not enough and that we're not doing enough. But what you were saying is that you've actually achieved more by doing less. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting. Well, I, I'm glad that you've hopped off your hamster wheel, your Spanish hamster <laughs> wheel, <laughs> and, and joined us in, in the UK. I mean, I've, I've been privileged to seeing a lot of your <clears throat> posts and a lot of your comments of, about the way that you're sort of seeing life. And you definitely had a new perspective. I can see that shift this year. It's been it's been really good to see. I mean, this podcast, again, has been another perspective shift for me as well. It's just and it is, again, I go back to choice. You know, we, we both had the ability to, to choose how we've lived our, through the lockdown and what we've then seen. And it, it is interesting to see the differences in people's different perspectives on that. Mm. Yeah, de- definitely. And I think um, I, I see, yeah, obviously, there's tragedy that comes out of the pandemic, obviously. And, you know, uh, but if we take that, I think it's a, the best opportunity in my lifetime not just for business, but for, for people to reset, you know, for whether it's for, from environmental point of view, whatever it is, a health point of view, you know, and, and I, I do speak quite a bit about people now want to know what the business opportunities, there's immense business opportunities, not just in the property sector, you know, but you, you, you need to be in a position to actually, you know, take, take, make the most of that and and one of the things from a business point of view that always stops people is cash you know and and whilst nobody saw the pandemic come in um a lot of people in our sector a lot of people the wise old owls in our sector have been hoarding cash for some time that was all about brexit (laughs) so the the one of the benefits of the whole brexit thing now is 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 for some people is like they've been selling and 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 say hoarding cash actual cash not 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 pretend cash um you know, um, so not equity. Equity is what I call pretend cash. Uh, um, uh, in a good market, possibly not, but in 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 most other markets, then yeah, definitely. Um, so so that's a, a plus from Brexit. Whatever side, whatever side of the fence anybody is is politically. Um, so we we were also in a we weren't overcommitted, and we've got a couple of projects on the go now. Which yeah, there's a lot of fingers crossed stuff. There's still some firefighting to be done for lots of people, but the opportunity, if you're in a position to um, take the opportunity, is is and will be immense, you know. And, and but that isn't for everybody. Uh, one of the things my dad used to say, but I don't know where it really came from, um, is that um, you know um, a, a lot of people make a lot of money 
in a rising market, but fewer people make even more money in a falling market. You know, and that, that goes across all sorts of investment uh, vehicles, should we say, not just property. You know, so there, there'll be a, a lot, you know, quite a lot of people will make an enormous amount of money out of the property. Whatever happens to it doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter, but, you know, whatever they will make because they're positioned. And their position is, you know, they're either cash rich or or they have abilities to bring cash to the table that other people will call a safe investment. You know, aside from business, you know, everybody should surely be sitting and, and sitting back and saying, do I want to travel so much? Nothing wrong with traveling if you want to travel, but question it a little bit more. So, you know, certainly what we're doing, we say to people, we're not, we're not going back to Spain. Will we ever go back long term? Don't know. Because, you know, things change, things evolve, you know. Um, you mentioned about questioning and it is about having those filters that you filter your questions and make your decisions through. So it's very much a case of if you know your why and you know why you're doing what you're doing, those decisions get made very easily because they're either aligned or they're not aligned with what you're doing. So when you're saying, are you going to travel so much? Well, why would you be traveling? What are you traveling for? And then you, st you start lining yourself back to that. And why again? And it's like, I don't need to travel anymore. I've got everything I need right here. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I think the whole, the whole why, you know, it, it does evolve. We have to, you know, why isn't, it doesn't stick. It, it evolves and, and have to, you have to allow it to evolve as well. You know, and, and why, why, why for us is, is key. I think as, as I mentioned before, for me personally, as I get older and supposedly wiser, I borrow the whys from other people because my why is probably now more about making a difference. You know, a bit of a, again, a bit of a, a, a sort of saying really, but um, if you genuinely believe that, then you can come back to that when you're looking at every question. Am I making a difference? A positive difference we're trying to make, not just a difference, but, you know, and, and you know, so if so, you're happy with it and you'll go with it. You know, so so I guess really um, from the, the 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 why that's important to us as well from a business point of view is the why in the people that we collaborate with. So potential landowners, business owners, partners, their why is really, really important because their why sometimes from a purely commercial point of view gives us the in. You know, um, and because once we understand it, we can structure deals potentially that, that, that will work out for them. Uh, the why um, is less important from con contractors and consultants. Um, it can be important, but it's less important. They become more transactional. But the other why is to understand the why of the key people around you, whether that's your family or whether that's your your team, your you know your inner circle or whatever people refer it to, because their why is is the is it allows you the the ability to 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 manage them. It's understanding somebody's why. And I don't don't study management stuff and all that sort of thing, but it's pretty clear from some of the books, you know, that actually if you understand somebody's why, you've got a much better chance of getting the best out of them. And and again, that makes a difference. So the, the result is the same. You make a difference. You're just using other people's whys as, as tools, I suppose. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Well, Richard. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your why with us and, and sharing why you do what you do and who you do that with. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. It's been a privilege and it has actually made, made me think about it more. So I thank you for that opportunity.
It is a reaffirming exercise, that's for sure. I think a lot of people, a lot of guests who come on the show have said exactly the same. And then also that's the whole point is to sort of encourage others to think about why they're doing what they're doing. That's the whole premise of the show. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Box ticked from my perspective. Perfect. <laughs> so have you got a, a final word for the audience, please, Richard? Um, yeah, I suppose so. I've always got, uh, you know, I've always got a word or two. You know, I say something in 10 words, if you can say it in 200 words, I think somebody said about me once. I, I think it is, it is take time for yourself. Pat yourself on the back sometimes. Look look to the back. And and, and this is not just about, uh, it's not just about business, it's about health, you know, relationships and, and things. And particularly when things are going tough, you know, step back and sort of say, well, actually, things are better than they were or I know from past experience, they will be better again, you know, so take that time to sort of step back on, on, on every aspect of your life regularly as well. You know, so from a point of view of just say, yeah, business, it's easier business. That's easy. That's the easy bit. It's health relationships and stuff. That's the hardest bit, you know? Um, but, um, from a business point of view, step back, review what you're doing. Is it the right thing to be doing? And continually question yourself. You know, that that isn't a negative thing. Continually questioning, you know, and, and you know, stop or pause, review, and then take whatever action is, is you know, that you've decided on. And if that action is no action, that's good. It's okay. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.